Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Kaz. You are listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Stay tuned for the next hour as friends have fun sharing many insightful gems. Which will allow you to realize and value that we are all unique. Yes, we are all unique. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Well, I was about to say, hello, Cassie, but Cassie isn't in the studio today. We actually have Narelle in here. Hello. Hi, Narelle. I'm so excited. For people who don't know, Narelle is actually the chairman at Radio Northern Beaches, which is fantastic. But we're going to do something different today because Cassie's decided to go away on holidays, which is fine. I guess she's allowed to do that. What do you think, Narelle? Oh, definitely everyone needs a break, don't they? They do. And she'll come back all smiley again and really, really happy. But Narelle has decided, you can tell our listeners what you've decided. Uh, So I'm going to turn the tables and find out a bit about you today. I think for so long I've listened to you and Kaz talk about all other people's lives. I'm so interested to know more about you and how you came to where you are and the songs that have inspired you over that time. Oh, thank you, Narelle. Mm. So today I've decided to call it because always our guest chooses a theme for the uh, day and I've decided to call it Dragonfly. And I know that's a little bit different to what we normally have, but realising your true potential in a way that also benefits other people is the ultimate expression of the power of a dragonfly. Oh, I love it. That's such a strong statement, yet humble and... Yes, wow. and I, I feel that who I am today, I have done a dragonfly experience to be who I am. Wow, that is going to take us on a journey, I'm it sure. It is going to take us on a journey, which is what it's all about, isn't it? Oh, definitely. So how about then, you yes. usually do an introduction to your guests. Can I do an introduction for you? Yes, please. Okay, so I've actually written something, so I'm going to read it if that's okay, just Thank to make you. sure I incorporate everything about you. Excellent. So today I think we mentioned that we're going to be doing something a little bit different and we're going to turn the tables on one of our inspiring pearls, wisdom host, Karen Chaston. So today I'm going to be asking you the questions of how you came to be and the journey of your life. So a little bit about you is that you're, you inspire people to empower their lives. The Dream Maker program creator, you're the Wellness Wheel mentor, you're an author, a speaker, a radio host, a CPA, and a former CFO of a publicly listed company. Wow. I know. They all sound completely um, different, don't they? <laughs> oh, it's just in awe, actually. It's, oh, it's huge. Thank you, Narelle. Um, so, so you ran on the corporate treadmill until the day your world came tumbling down and it fell on its head. Uh, the constant effort of juggling work and family, the big house, the cars, and the stress created by all of that was starting to take its to- toll even before the tragedy struck your family when your son died at a very early age, um, which is very hard to swallow. Yes. Um, So that's going to be interesting to talk a bit about that. Um, So Karen, when you suffered through the disappointments, uh, this became your catalyst for your personal and spiritual growth, which led to creating the Dream Maker programs, which we'll delve into a little bit throughout the um, throughout the conversation. So for many in, in business, we focus on money or profits, but your strategic approach combines your life experiences and your financial expertise to shift that focus from stress uh, and worry to freedom and joy, which is 
beautiful. So yes. welcome to your program. Oh, I hope I can you, do Narelle. you justice too. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> thank you very much. No, not at all. It's going to be a great journey. So I think you said um, today's theme is uh, the dragonfly and you chose all the songs today to do yep. with that theme. Why dragonfly for the theme? Yes. So apart from the little quote that I said in the beginning, I have this dragonfly symbolism in Native American culture. Now, I have said most of my life that I was definitely a Native American in one of my past lives. I just absolutely love everything about them. And I always love the movie Dances with Wolves. Mm-hmm. And so many people have said to me, why do you like Dances with Wolves? Well, apart from Kevin Costner, who was so spunky at that age, I just love the fact that when I grew up, because I was born in the late 50s, that all our cowboy and Indian movies, the Indians were the baddies. <laughs> And they never represented who they were and their beautiful culture and how they are such a family-orientated culture and how they only took from the land what they needed and then they moved on and all those sort of things. And that's why I love Dances with Wolves because it did represent how beautiful the the Native Americans actually were and how they only did take what they wanted. And then the white man came and slaughtered and everything, Mm -hmm. not only people but also animals. But the dragonfly spiritually embodies the stripping away of negativity that holds us back, helping us to achieve our dreams and goals. Dragonflies are the keepers of dreams. The energy within that sees all of our true potential and ability. Dragonflies inspire spirituality and creativity that helps us on the path of discovery and enlightenment. They remind us that anything is possible. Wow, that is incredible. And it is, isn't it? Anything it is. is possible. Yeah. It is possible. And that's why I like when you turn <laughs> impossible into I'm possible, it's, it's such a beautiful way to look at things and just say, you know what? If you think it, you can do it. I love it. I love it. So then should we go into our first song then? Yes. Tell us a little bit about it though. So it's called Dragonfly, appropriate, yes. by Ziggy Marley. So this one I actually have hadn't heard before. I actually downloaded it from iTunes because most of the time we try and get a song that relates to our theme for the day. So and Ziggy Marley, for those who don't know, as yes, is one of Bob Marley's children. I think he has like 10 or something ridiculous, <laughs> but that's okay. I guess if you were sort of Bob Marley, why wouldn't you? Very <laughs> true, very true. So enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on 88.7 and 90.3 your community radio station. So even though she's on holidays, we still have her in the studio. She's still here in spirit. Exactly. (laughs) And when you believe, signs turn up anywhere for you. Oh, don't they? Especially look for little dragonflies now that you've listened to this show. Especially for you, Karen, that has been through... A tragedy, if it's okay to mention. Yeah, of course, that, you know, that of um, you had a son that passed away yeah. at an early age. Was he 20? 27. 27. 27. 27. Yeah, the um, old 27 Club he joined. And oh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the 27 Club. No. Muriel. The 27 Club is there's a lot of famous people who passed at 27. James Dean, um, Jimi Hendrix, so many of them. Wow. And it, even like a couple of months after Dan passed, mm. Amy Winehouse passed and she was 27. Yeah, a real lot of people at 27. And I've I've looked at it. Apparently at 28, 
you go into like your your second sort of second phase mm-hmm. of or into real adulthood because you sort of get a little bit past the 20s and the late teens where you're sort of a bit you know, your brain doesn't actually form properly until you're 21. Yeah. So you make a lot of, you know, risky decisions. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it just seems to be 27 before they go into that next sort of phase. Uh, so he, that was a, quite a sudden event too. It was quite a sudden tragedy. It oh, wasn't yeah. Being, yeah, we literally, expected. yeah, and he went out with his mates and then we woke up on Sunday morning and he was literally dead at our back door. <gasps> we initially, you know, my husband thought he'd just passed out and he was quite angry, but, yeah. <sighs> Unfortunately, we couldn't wake him up he'd passed a couple of hours earlier I'm, I'm sorry no that's fine but I am thankful to hear the things which I'd like to talk about today yes. how it has changed your life how you've embraced that and you have moved forward in completely the other direction to yes. to really give back to what Dan's life was yes um, and and honor Dan's life I think in a way by the way that you've changed so well I didn't do that initially I literally, yes, okay. I literally went straight back to work after his funeral, like literally the next day, mm-hmm. and I just worked more, ate more, drank more, and um, it was really hard, especially for my husband to go home in the afternoons because I would never get home before seven, but my husband would get home around four, four thirty, and Dan would, because he was living with us with his girlfriend at that stage, he would, they would have time together. So Andrew found it really, really hard to go home, um, more so than I. But it took me about 15 months later and then I was made redundant when two companies merged together. It was my decision because they decided to offer me two-thirds of my salary and I went, no. So even though I was totally diseased, you know, full of adrenaline, very masculine, you know, always angry, completely different person who I am now, at least I had enough sense to go, no, I'm only here for the money. Yes, okay. So go back in go back to when Dan passed away and you said you went straight back into work. In hindsight now, was that a coping mechanism? It was probably a coping to- mechanism. It was, you know, my work was sort of geared up for me to take a couple of months off and I just went, Well, why would I just sit at home? That's it. Often Yeah, I and think- work was my life. Yeah, that's like, and you I said worked that. seven days a week. Honestly, to get to where you have got to in your career I think I read it out in your introduction a CPA and a CFO of a publicly listed company a radio speaker an author a mentor you've almost lived two corporate lifetimes to be honest yeah well it's completely different I've now opened up my right brain I was definitely always in my left I was never creative Mm -hmm. I would never ever have done anything like radio wow um which was really you know and and I love it it's fun good at it and you enjoy it you can see the genuine nature of your programs that you both enjoy you both um enjoy finding out about other people and other people's journeys not here's my journey you listen to it oh no no, which is um I think really nice the reason we're here today though is because you give so much back yeah we don't necessarily find out thank you but there is one little thing that that I've always uh like to listen like to um actually embrace Mm. is you're never learning anything when you're talking isn't that the truth? And, and, and a lot so of people don't get that. To stop mm. and say, and sometimes those awkward silences are great because it gives introverts a chance to, especially introverts, you know, for us extroverts, yes. it's fine. We, yes. we just, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, but for extroverts, they need a second to just think, oh, okay, now it's my turn. This is what I would like to say. Just a bit slower, yes. maybe, in yeah, some totally. cases. So I'm interested to talk about your 
favourite quote or mantra or philosophy that you have that guides your life or something that's been yep. sort of a, um, a, a stronghold for you? Do you have any? Yeah, that- well, I have a few. Mm-hmm, great. Okay, there's one of the, which, which I say on the show all the time is in any negative event, perceived negative because there is no such thing as negative or positive, it's all how we perceive them, is look for the lesson. Mm-hmm. There is always a lesson and it's all about you growing and the sooner you look for the lesson, the less on you. I love it. The word, I love it. The word actually tells us how to live our life. Wow. Lesson, less on you. Mm-hmm. And then there's another quote, which mm-hmm. I love. We say this one all the time as well, which is Wayne Dyer. <clears throat> Don't die with your music still in you. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah, and Wayne Dyer yep. passed, I think, a couple of years ago now, and it's it's so true. We do. Like I've met so many people who, you know, they're a lawyer, but they wanted to be a musician. Mm-hmm. They're living their dad's life and they're like, you know, I really wanted to be a musician. So they're going to die with their music in them. And my third one, which I actually, I made sure I had a couple, there is, there is no one who will guarantee you the security, financial independence and the love and lifestyle you desire except yourself. That's bang on. So many people, especially women, rely on their partner mm. to provide it all. And it's like you can, you can only be happy from within. But they also upset someone else. They upset their partner in the process of making their partner feel like a failure when they won't take ownership for exactly. their own happiness. Yeah, definitely. You are so right. So can I go back then really quickly yeah. to do you have any point in your life where you can say I've looked at that lesson and I've been able to see what came out of it. Oh, my God. Every time. So, <laughs> no, no, in hindsight, like yes. in retrospect, certainly not at the time. Like, you know, so many, it's so easy to blame everyone else. Yes, definitely. You mm-hmm. know, it's their fault. Mm-hmm. They don't get me. They don't, duh, 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 duh. they misinterpreted what I said, whatever. And then you lose friendships over it. Yes. Like just recently I had an argument with, with a lady and I – spoke to a friend about it and she said, you, you do this work, why don't you do it on yourself? And I went, I do, but in this case I was literally, it's her, it's her, it's her. So she said, just do your processes, sit down and do it. And it was like, yeah, we're both at fault. Mm-hmm. And, and yes. even what I thought it was about was, wasn't was about. It was completely different. So I thought it was about her just being selfish and not, you know, and being all about her, not anything. Whereas it came back to I was just sad that she was leaving. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yes. But if you don't take that time, which we don't, life is You could lose a friendship and never ever speak to them again. But never learn the lesson in that as well. Exactly. If we don't recognize that we are at fault there's always two in every situation you have to look for where you're at fault we have to look within we have to you know literally go you know what why have I created this what am I meant to learn where am I meant to heal oh I think that's going to lead us into the next segment of talking about the wellness wheel mentor but would we like to I think we should go to your next song can you tell us so it's called Say by John Mayer why has this affected your life or how has it affected your life women do not say what they want yes okay guilty they we none of us do whether it's in our professional life or whether it's actually in our in our home life 
But you know what? It comes from years and years and years of women being repressed. Mm-hmm. And we manipulate. And, you know, and I get it. It's not great. And especially older generations, that was how they had a little bit of control. Mm-hmm. Just say what you want. Don't manipulate. Just come out. If you want a pay rise, just go and ask. Yes. Yeah, well, that's you better to ask and risk a no than live in fear of rejection. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's always a no if you never ask. That's it. Yeah, so definitely. So enjoy John Mayer. He is amazing and it's safe. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Check out our website at rnb.org.au. Whisper, I love you to a dragonfly, and it will, it, and it will fly to heaven to deliver your message. Oh, isn't that beautiful? I love that one because years oh. and years and years ago, I was told that whenever I see a dragonfly, it's Dan. Perfect. So, yes. Oh, how lovely! That's beautiful. It is beautiful. Thank you. I feel like we, we keep talking in the break, and we've yeah, we got do. to stop keep talking in the break because <laughs> there is so much. Um, that, that makes who you are that we're oh, missing out. So we've just got to not talk. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the, the wellness wheel. I think we just touched on it just as we were going to the song. What is the wellness wheel and how, how would you define it in your own words? Okay, so the wellness wheel is actually us embracing all nine areas of our life. Now I have nine, some have five, some have seven, I have nine. And the nine areas are... Uh, mentally, professionally, financially, socially, family, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and environmentally. Wow. Now, we're meant to bring these whole nine areas into our focus, Mm -hmm. okay? So when I was in my CFO role, I probably spent 95% in my professional life and I probably did the rest of the 5% was sort of, you know, very intermittent around the others. I know we're not going to spend the same physical amount of time as we do in our professional life, but we don't need to spend the same amount of time in all the others. It's just a matter of us actually being aware of it and scheduling time to do it all. So, for example, our physically, what Mm -hmm. we eat and what we drink and how we exercise. Being conscious of actually what you're putting in your mouth. As a CFO, I wasn't conscious. I went for the quick fix and I went for anything that could do it. As I said, I ate too much and I drank too much because I needed the uh, stimulus of the alcohol and I probably shopped too much, okay? So they're the things that we're searching for when we're disconnected to who we are. And you saw the impact of that? Were you aware of the impact of that? Time not, that no, that not at the yep. time at all. Mm-hmm. But they were, just, they were just getting me through the day. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, and about 3 o'clock, oh, I can't wait for my wine tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. because you are so disconnected to who you are, you, you're just actually just grabbing whatever you can to get through. And then obviously spending time with your family. Now, it's yeah. not just physical time. It's being present time, mm-hmm. okay? And not only like really, you know, listening to them. Now, a lot of people don't listen, right? They're too busy waiting to respond or they're too busy doing something else and they just go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially as kids are growing, they, for the first seven years, they literally absorb everything that you bring in. That's how they're learning and growing. But they're also setting up their survival patterns through what you do. So, you know, we all have heard about people on the couch, you know, trying to get over the first 18 years of their life for the rest of their life. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. it's all about being present as a parent or as a sibling to actually, you know, see what they're about and, and, you know, making sure. But I've broken those nine areas down into four. So they are all about you, all about your relationships, your expertise and your wealth creation. Now, there's actually 10 when you look at the way I've broken up because emotionally is in the first two about yourself. So what fits into those ones then? Okay. Say the first one. Okay, so all about you Mm -hmm. is, so you're mentally, so what you read, how you think, all of those things that you come into your life, emotionally, Mm -hmm. okay, what what triggers you, figuring out why that triggers you, uh, physically and then spiritually. So, you know, meditation is one thing that I always recommend. All about your relationships. You have obviously your this family. This is part two. Yeah, yep. part two is uh, your family, emotionally, socially and environmentally. Now, environmentally is not just your physical environment but the people you're hanging around with because you are the sum of the, you know, the five most people you hang around with. Mm-hmm. So if they're always negative and always whinging and carrying on, you'll become that person. Whereas if they lift you up and you should also, you know, try and hang around with people who you think are a little bit further down a track that you'd like to be because they will bring you up. And then the last two, your expertise is obviously your professional or your business or anything, and then your wealth creation is all about, you know, your your financially. Yes. But understanding financially how you spend your money. I think... This is amazing because nine for me in my my time of my life seems a lot. But when you break it down into four like this, they seem quite manageable. Very manageable. when you look at the third and fourth being just your professional and just your financial, the other ones – don't seem as overwhelming because they've got because they've yes. got four in them. But as you say, they all balance out correctly. They all balance out. And the more you look after yourself, mm-hmm. right, and you've got to put yourself first, the more you can look after everyone else so mm-hmm. your relationships improve and then you're energised to actually build your profession, whatever it is, to actually schedule where you want to go in a time frame. And then your financial thing, because you're concentrating on it, you actually pay yourself first. Not many people pay themselves first. When you concentrate on these other areas, the one that's missing almost seems to fall into place if the rest are balanced. If you're physically and mentally feeding your body the right things and what it needs, you're going to be better at work. You're going to be better with your finances. You're going to have the desire to to change. How many people do you meet that focus on one se- one um, part like only, yeah, yeah, one yeah. only and, and yeah. hasn't even thought most of them. about it. Uh, yeah. Most of them haven't even thought about it. We're not yeah. taught this at school. No, not at We should be it? taught this at school. It's almost like Life 101. Yeah. <laughs> so if you think about going back into your CFO life, what what made you make the change from that to where you are now and how much of each area do you look at now? Do you uh, think it's an even? Yeah, yeah, no, I look at all of them, but I think we're going to have to go to another song. Can I ask, answer that on the when we come yes, back? Yes, definitely, perfect. Because actually this song is, this is our Australian song for the week, listeners, mm-hmm. and it's Affirmations by Savage Garden. And why is it um, important to you? Listen to the words. Okay, great. The great. words are amazing, especially the grass is never greener. Okay, terrific. Enjoy. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3. Please like us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. 
The dragonfly brings dreams to reality and is the messenger of wisdom and enlightenment for other realms. I think that needs a moment in itself just to think about that. I totally agree. But didn't you love that song? Isn't you know, it? Yeah. I love it when they said every parents did the best they could. Oh, it's so true. And being a parent, we're both parents of three boys. Yes, we are. Um, I think... I often think that I'm trying my absolute best yeah. and I always fall short, always. No, but but no one intentionally best. stuffs their kids up. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's all um, headed with love and exactly. encouragement and yeah. kindness and yeah. definitely. So enough about me. There's so many things <laughs> I want to ask you that we're not oh, going to get you. to if I don't keep going. Do you have – so you've written a number of books now. Yes. Do you I have, have a favourite one that you have written? Yes, it's, and it's a passion project. It's my Teenagers Playing Grown-Ups. All right. So tell me a little bit about this. Okay. So the Teenagers Playing Grown-Ups is a story of four teenagers. They all fall pregnant and they all choose a different option. So one gets married, one has an abortion, one chooses motherhood as in single, single motherhood and one adopts her child out. So mama is actually those four things, marriage, abortion, motherhood and adoption. Wow. I know. And were you, was this a long time ago that you wrote this? Is this a recent? Uh, this is, I think it was two or three years ago, but my plan is to turn it into a four-week mini-series. Mm-hmm. It has been in my intention for the year and I keep getting messages from my son on the other side, will you frigging hurry up and do it? Just don't waste time. <laughs> That's exactly what you need. Yes. So I have actually scheduled time over Christmas to do it. Fantastic. Okay. And it will be a video series or an audio series? No, or? no, it's it's going to be – I'm going to put it out to, you know, uh, Foxtel or someone Perfect. like that. Perfect. But obviously that's a long way out. But so do you want to discuss – Okay, the story? Yeah. So that, okay, so I was the child at 16 who adopted her daughter out. Wow. And at the time I did have two girlfriends mm-hmm. who one had abortion and one did get married. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always thought I'd write this book. And then I approached one of the girls. I could, couldn't get in contact with the other one. And she said, no, that never happened to me. I didn't do that. And even if it did, you do not write my story. Okay. So I completely changed the story. So the person who got married is actually my sister-in-law. She's mm-hmm. married to my husband's brother. And she actually got married at 17 um, for the same reason. Uh, she's on her second marriage with my brother-in-law. And the two middle stories are actually fiction. Okay, perfect. That's yeah. good though because I'm sure they would good. each have their own yeah, analogies. Yeah, and, and they have their own. So, yeah. and, and of them all, I think the one who chose single motherhood is probably my favourite story in the book. Oh, it's lovely though. So to, there's four separate stories. To go down those pathways though, but for you to – that's an amazing thing to get to a point where you adopt a child out. That's oh, yeah, well, I was 16. Huge so, decision. Yeah. Um, well, it was, you know, wasn't my decision, probably a little bit, you know, but it was really my parents' decision. I was 16. So who is the book intended for? What type of audience? The, the intent, it, the, it's interesting, it's probably intended for the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's set in the 70s because this was in the early 70s. But it's intended for people to know that no matter what decision you make, you're going to make the right one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and 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 the book is intended that, you know, people in their 50s are looking back going, did I make the right decision? Because, you know, we're a sum of all our experiences. Mm-hmm. Do you like who you are now? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Okay. And in the book, not all of them like who they are now. 
Um, so they go, well, maybe I didn't make the, you know, but we can't live a sliding doors life. That's true. So as much as we'd like to, and I love that movie, mm-hmm. um, it, it would be good to be able to go this. But I always like, because I, I love Seinfeld as well, I always go, well, in Bizarro World, I am living that life somewhere else. Yes, yes. Yes, if, if that makes sense. And, you know, would we be happier or wouldn't we be happier? Who knows? But, yeah, I'd love it. And But in the, in the miniseries, they, they'll all come back to being school friends. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Just the stories to, will be similar, um, but, yeah. For me to read something like that, to walk in another person's shoes, we're so quick to cast judgment on what someone should and shouldn't do in certain situations. To be able to take a step back and read, it might be fiction, but it would be um, – it's very close to the journeys that people would take in those situations. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And the, the choices that you have to make at that age, um, they can't help but shape you. So, yeah. Well, as I said earlier, you, your brain isn't even formed. So, you know, you're not going to actually make an adult decision. No, that's you true. Yes. You can't. Your, your forefrontal brain is not formed. Yes. You, so you, you can't make that decision. And obviously in those days, it, well, the decision was made for you. But it was quite interesting. Like, you know, I, I actually didn't have it too bad. I've met women who have had children at the same time. They had their baby and woke up three days later somewhere else and they were told their baby didn't survive, but they did. Oh, that's heartbreaking. That mm. wouldn't... Um... And I don't know whether they did it to sort of make it easier for them because, you know, you're always thinking, I wonder what the child's like. Mm. Or, you know, there's a child of a similar age. I wonder if it looks like that. You know what I mean? So you do go through that. Mm. So I don't know whether they did it out of love, but obviously, yeah, they didn't think so. But well. you can start to see, I can start to see now through all these things that have happened in your life why you are the person you are now. You are so joyous and you are so exuberant and you will find lessons in situations and you're so aware of who you are and your now surroundings. But thank you. But all those things have yes, led you to they this. They do. They do add up. Um, and and I, the one thing about like having a child, because at that stage I had to, I was the only one in the labour ward. Mm-hmm. My parents were not allowed to come <gasps> in with me. So I was all alone and it was a long labour and I really should have had a Caesar, but they anyway, they, I didn't. Um, so it was a difficult labour, but you know what? It made me really strong. I, I'm speechless. Yeah. I really am. That's... Yeah. It was completely different when I had my first son, though. Of course, my husband... Well, my, yes. I, I did have a Caesar, but my husband was outside. But, you know, at least he was, you know, sort of there. It's really important, though, that, you know, you go through life and you have no idea what someone else has experienced or what they've walked through or no. what they've been through. To hear those things about you, it makes you think about other people and who they are beyond just the face that they have today. And... Yeah, totally. So do you have... Change the avenue a little bit. Do you have any daily rituals that you do that make you this happy, joyous, wonderful human being that yes, you are? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I have so many. Okay. And, uh, so, but I don't do I don't do them all. But I have a big bucket full of these this um, gem box I like to call it, where mm. I can sort of grab this. I do, uh, and I, and I go through sort of you know phases where I'll do this for three months and then I'll do this and everything. So at the moment, I as soon as I get up after having a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, there's an, another thing too. I actually scrape my tongue. With your toothbrush? No, with a, with a, a thing that I actually got and it's – you wouldn't <laughs> Like the be- drug testing thing no, from the police? No, but it's, it's like a silver thing and you wouldn't believe the amount of white stuff that comes off your tongue first thing in the morning. 
Is that um, toxic, your body's way of getting yeah, rid of something? Yeah, so that's Gee. why you scrape it all off. Yep. So, so, you don't so, drink I do that. It so I do that first and then I have a glass of water. Yep. Um, and then I will meditate for 20 minutes. And at the moment I'm doing a Vedic meditation, which mm. is you just have a mantra and you sit in silence for 20 minutes. And you do that twice a day. You do the second one any time before your dinner. And I go for a walk with my dog. I have a ritual where I actually sing a love song to myself and that's going to be the last song that we're going to play today, which is called I Won't Give Up by Jason Mraz. And some days it will bring me to tears and some days it won't. And I also write in a gratitude journal and I've created four gratitude journals, um, which is a way I ended up healing from Dan. Okay, not initially, but, you know, 15, 18 months after he passed, I started writing in a gratitude journal and I just thought, I really love this. But they were beautiful covered gratitude journals but blank pages inside. So I created mine which have, I think the first 20 pages explains, you know, what the practice is about. And because they're called the Elements Collection, there's Mm -hmm. four of them. So there's air, water, fire and earth. And they have on one side of the page when you get, and there's 99 days because 99 is a great number. On the left-hand side of the page, there's a day number, which is a chakra colour. In the front, I explain chakras. Then there's a beautiful picture, and then there's a beautiful gratitude saying. And then on the right, you just write your daily gratitude in them. And just expressing that would would help you just refocus and change exactly. your day that's going forward. And yes. So it, you it, do that in the morning? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I like in the morning, but people do it in the afternoon. But mm-hmm. I do have a practice at night where I ask myself three questions, and the question is, what did I learn today? That I or what did I do today that I will do exactly the same next time? Mm-hmm. What did I do today that I will change next time? And what did I learn about myself, the earth, friends? What What did I learn today that I just want to remember? Wow! And do you go back and read them later yes. on and go, "Gee, yes. I really have changed. The person I was twelve months ago is oh yeah, so much more. I'm grown up." Yeah. Well, by consciously actually looking at your day and actually going, you know, I could have done better that. Mm-hmm. Or I could, it could even be, you know, a compliment that you could have given or this or that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a great one for total strangers. If I'm sitting in a coffee shop with someone, they walk in. I did it one day and the lady looked amazing. And I said, excuse me, and she walked past and she went, yes. I said, you look amazing today. Those colours really suit you. And she went, oh, my God, thank you. I'm having the worst day on earth. You have just made it better. Yeah. Now, see, you don't know. Like, she looks fine. She looked like she was okay, but she was obviously really annoyed inside. Yes. But isn't it interesting that you got something out of that? Like, I love it that you put yourself out there to give that compliment, but then all of a sudden, without even wanting it, you get this sense back of, oh, I made that person just feel a little bit better than the day they were having exactly and people Mm. don't do that Mm. you know a lot of people like they rush past and even you know like road rage and all those sort of things Mm -hmm. now it's just like oh i hope you're okay drive safely send in your love and blessings yeah definitely you know as opposed to going yeah uh, 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 uh." you know carrying on because then they make you angry and why carry that energy and then it changes your day and yeah exactly for something that would you like to go to another song or would you like to keep talking? No, no, talking? I, I think we'll keep talking because we're, yeah, perfect. we're, we're way over our schedule. <laughs> it's so interesting though. There is really oh, just so much you, to talk Narelle. about. Something I used to do actually when, yeah. um, I, when I first started work 
back when there used to be tolls on the Harbour Bridge is I used to pay for the person behind me. Oh, and my God, that's I so just, nice. I, I really, so it's, it's not pay it forward, it's pay it backwards. <laughs> it, was, it was lovely. So I used to just they say, loved I it. think it was 20 cents yeah, the toll probably. when I started driving. Um, and I used to work in the CBD. I used to drive in. And uh, it was really nice just to get away from the person behind. Yeah. And the thought of, well, someone else paid for me. Why would they have done that? It's 20 cents. It's not gonna, And then I think I kept doing it up until it was about $2. That is and then beautiful. Took, it was just nice. It, I, but, but you wouldn't have had the person there. It made me, yes. It yeah, that. it did. I think at $2 still even. Oh, did they? But when it got Didn't to the automatic ones, the, yeah, yeah you then you it. couldn't do it. But I used to get more out of it. And I started feeling a little bit guilty that I was getting too much out of it. Then. But that's good, well, though. It was, actually. But it was everything really nice. that happens should be um, mutually. Like, you know, I mentor people. Mm. If I don't learn from that mentorship, I haven't done it ro- properly. We Ooh, should both learn from each other yes, and grow. That, which almost takes me back then to, if we have enough time, to how you dealt with – we go back to the, the death of your son, which is yep. a huge point in your life – how did you and your family, meaning you and your husband as a unit, but also you and uh, the other two boys, yeah. how did you all move forward? Did you move forward all very separately? Differently. Yeah. All very differently. So how did you stay together as a family unit whilst doing that separately? I, oh, I guess we spoke about it. Yes. Um, yeah. They all still think I'm weird because um, I've completely changed. You are the um, girl in the family. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but they, um, I guess we all did it differently, uh, but we respected each other. That's exactly yeah. yeah obviously, and that's what it is. And yeah. and my second book is um, Beyond a Mother's Worst Nightmare, mm-hmm. which is all about my journey. I think at that stage, Dan's been past six now, six years now, and I think at that stage it was four, either three or four years that he had passed when I wrote that book, and it was all about you know looking for the brighter side, looking mm-hmm. for this, you know, and and bringing laughter into your life, like even um, yeah, I think I've got quick time. So Dan passed suddenly. Obviously, they had an autopsy. The next day, we went to the morgue and they gave us the results of the, you know, at that stage of that autopsy. And, and they, you know, we could see his body and we could, you know, um, look at him and all this sort of stuff. And, and the lady was amazing. She explained everything and all those sort of things. And then at the end, of it, I went, okay, then, this is enough. Just pack him up and let's take him home. Right, just as in, you know, he's not passed. Mm. Just wake him up, you know, yeah. let's take him home yeah. sort of thing. And the lady misinterpreted and she goes, well, you can actually take him home if you like. A lot of people do. And I went, no, 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 I was only joking. I don't think so, you know. They said, well, you're more than welcome to. You can take him home for a couple of days and, you know, just do whatever you want to do. And I I just went, no, 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 thank you. And then we all got in the car and there was, you know, um, my husband, these two brothers and and Dan's girlfriend. We all got in the car and we were all driving home and and I started laughing. And they go, what is it? And I just said, could you imagine if we took Dan home? Like it would be weekend at Bernie's. We'd be he'd have a beer in his hand. He'd have a cigarette. He'd have this. In oh, and then we all started topping each other oh, that's on what lovely. we would do. But it was just so good to yeah. actually because we we're obviously been so sad for yep. you know over you know nearly over thirty hours. We just all started like laughing. Yeah, and it was yep. such a release. And people don't realise what laughter actually does to you apart from you know bringing in all your great hormones and all those sort of things um you know dopamine and you know i always say you don't need dope just start laughing you got your dopamine and you just you know honestly you feel good Mm -hmm. 
And people who are depressed should literally start laughing. Yes, yeah. Because you just feel better. So I know we're, I've we're got just so about after term. Is there anything that you would like to leave people with? Any advice or, or a top tip that you would have in your life that you think could really help someone else? Invest in yourself. People Perfect. do not do enough personal development. They see it as a cost. They are going to get so much out of it. We form these beliefs and strategies, survival patterns in our formative years and they run us for the rest of our life unless we actually look at them and we actually go, this format or this this strategy is not working for me. Mm-hmm. Why am I continually dating this same loser? Why am I continually, you know, having fights with everyone? Why am I continually not getting ahead or anything? Anything that's happening in your life that's a pattern, you can actually fix it because it's just a belief and beliefs are not reality. They, they seem like they're reality because our, our conscious mind always wants to be right. So we continually create situations that prove us to be right. doesn't mean it's reality. Perfect. What a beautiful end. We've got one more um, song, I Won't Give Up. Quick yep. um, this is, this um, explanation. Is the, this is the song that I actually play every morning where I sing a love song to myself. It's a great way to start your day, obviously, when you listen to the words. But more importantly, Jason Mraz is the most aware musician I have ever, ever had the pleasure of listening to interview. And his songs are amazing. When he was like three, he actually said that he... His parents were divorced and he'd go from one house to the other and he was lying in his bed and he was looking out at the stars and he actually said, if there's someone out there, prove it to me now. And the sky lit up and he freaked and he just said, oh, my God, there is someone out there. And then he's continually, and that's what all his songs are about. He has a market farm that he had that he um, in San Diego, I think it is. He's just an amazing person apart from being an amazing musician. Wonderful. Thank you for joining well, us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me turn the tables and, and yeah, no, show Narelle, who you are. Thank you for offering. It's been great. Wonderful. And we'll guess we'll chat with everyone next week. So enjoy Jason Mraz, I Won't Give Up. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz. Until next time, may your days be filled with love and gratitude. And remember, we'll see you in the mirror. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you.